It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. First pitch, fastball grounded left side. Diving stop by Diaz to his left. Throws from his knees to second to get the force there on Goldschmidt. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros take two out of three from the St. Louis Cardinals. Astros continue their winning ways as they have now won nine of their last 11. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Progressive Field in Cleveland, Ohio, where today the Houston Astros open up a three-game series against the Cleveland Indians. Astros in the middle of a six-game road trip that started with them taking two out of three in St. Louis, including a 6-2 win over the Cardinals on Sunday. Jose Altuve, three hits, including a three-run home run. George Springer, three hits, including off leadoff home run, also had two doubles as the Astros have won two in a row in nine of their last 11, taking on an Indians team that just saw their four-game win streak end in their last game Sunday in Kansas City, losing 9-6. to six. But the Indians, they've won six of their last eight ball games. Astros, 68-39, and 39, that's first in the AL West, eight games ahead of Oakland, while the Indians second in the AL Central at 62-43, and 43, two games behind Minnesota. It's time now for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. And the Astros will send Justin Verlander to the mound today. Verlander, one of baseball's best this year, but he has historically struggled in Cleveland. He has. He's got a 5.56 ERA in 28 starts, so a good sample size for Verlander. Of course, with the Detroit Tigers, played here quite a bit, but different personnel. And, of course, Verlander has evolved as well, and, and we know him to be a strikeout artist and somebody who can execute a game plan very well. But I would imagine a lot of these Indians players, uh, for whatever you can, have a, have a little bit of confidence against Verlander, especially at this ballpark. Meanwhile, Shane Bieber, he should be pitching with a lot of confidence as well. Eighth in the AL and ERA and the MVP of the All-Star game, which Verlander started. Yeah, I mean, the last five starts, a 4-0 mark with a 2-4-3 ERA, one of the highest whiff percentages uh, on the curveball of anybody in baseball. It's a great pitch. He's got great control with this fastball. It's a little straight, uh, but he can cut it when he needs to. Uh, a really polished pitcher, especially for a 24-year-old. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, it seems like every team the Astros are playing lately has been playing really well going in, and we're already a pretty good team. Just took on a Cardinals team that is in first place in the Central, took on an A's team that had been playing really well, and, and now it's the Indians, and the Astros, more importantly, were able to win those series. Yeah, they're doing great against these hot teams. You know, every time you come in, you're, you're talking about how hot a specific team is. Now, you start looking at the, the schedules after this, this weekend against the Indians, who were playing so well. The Astros 
uh, schedule gets a lot softer. Third easiest mm-hmm. schedule in all of baseball the rest of the way. So uh, they've gotten through this gauntlet. They're 15 and 7 in July. And another winning month for this Astros team. And now starting to get fully healthy. Things are looking rosy. We'll be back after this with the manager show with A.J. Hinch, presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from Astros pitcher Wade Miley. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Talking with A.J. Hinch before the three-game series with the Cleveland Indians. And, A.J., this is the narrative we've had for about the last five series. You're playing a team that's really hot right now. Cleveland (laughs) Indians, uh, they've been playing good, and they've been pitching really well again. You know what? We're pretty hot. Mm -hmm. So I think they have something to deal with when they play us. But I agree. We've played a a number of teams in a row that have that have played good baseball. We've played good baseball. It's another good matchup tonight when you look at Verlander and Bieber, two guys – they were pitching on the same team a couple weeks ago at the yeah. All-Star game, and now they're they're pitching against each other and, and a lot of big names on the lineup card and, and, and a fun series ahead, both of us trying to kickstart this series with a win. And you guys have gotten to know each other really well. We saw them earlier in, in April. I didn't think their bullpen was going to be as strong as it is, but they, they've come together well. Well, they're balanced. You know, the, the three lefties um, pose a problem. Their righties, they've had a couple guys step up, this Cole and Clippard and... Uh, Simber's really done a good job, and in, 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 you know we beat him in one game with a home run. But I, you know, I, I, they have a matchup for everything. They have a manager in Terry Francona that will match up like from the very beginning of the game. It feels like so. Yeah. Um, he uses his his full arsenal of bullpen, and and they've responded well. And but mostly this team really centers around Lindor, and at the top of the lineup, we we, we saw him last. Um, you know, it was it was different. He just he was just getting back, and and now we see him fully at the top of the order, doing some pretty good things. I was going to ask you with Jake Marisnik out for two games mm-hmm. after being uh, upheld with the suspension. Uh, are you going to use Miles Straw maybe like you would use Jake as, as far as defense? Yeah, maybe depends on how I have to use him. The three lefties pose a problem mostly yeah. for Reddick at the bottom of the order, but the um, so I'll see if I hit for guys or run for Alvarez or Chirinos or. Um, you know, I'll utilize it however I feel like we have to to win the game. But, um, you know, maybe. I mean, whether I put him in for defense or not will, will be dictated by the situation and whether I've had to use him before. It's probably going to be fluid, but you've done a little bit of tweaking in your lineup. Brantley ahead of Bregman out mm-hmm. in the lineup. Is that to split up the righties and lefties? or just? Well, they have three lefties, and they that so they can go to a left-handed matchup anytime they want. I also kind of like how spread out our guys are. They have to make real decisions. I, I'm going to toy with it a little bit. There's going to be other games where Bregman's ahead of Brantley and maybe Correa's in between Brantley and Alvarez. I don't mind hitting Brantley and Alvarez back to back. But the only way to, ch- to take a look at it is to put it in the lineup. So I, I went with this now and, and it does feel a little funny to have the 
probably the player of the month in July hitting seventh in our order now. So it's it's a good problem to have when we're healthy. I like the look on paper. Yeah, it looks great when you see Gurriel seventh. And now Torino's, who had a great series yeah. swinging the bat in St. Louis, looks like he's starting to come around offensively too. He is. I like how he's using the using the field where he's you know hit the bullets to right field and a couple you know they shift him a little bit. He, there's wide open holes on the right side. He gets a little bit power conscious when he gets out of whack and he wants to try to contribute. So um, hopefully at the bottom of the order, he knows his responsibility is going to be to flip the order and get to the top with, with Springer and 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 Hosey. So I um, I think I think he fits in perfectly. And, and the way he's swinging the bat this last series is exactly how we'd like to do it moving forward. Do you have any updates on Ryan Presley with his knee? Uh, you know what? He's, uh, he's kind of getting day by day. He's got to do a lot of work before we determine his readiness or whether he's going to go in. And um, I don't like that he doesn't feel good. I, yeah. it, 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 you know, it, I'm not sure what way we're going to go with this, whether we're going to try to protect him or whether I'm just going to ap- operate, you know, according to the game situation. But um, it's a daily topic internally. It's not something that that we share a lot publicly until I have to. But right. um, I'm concerned. Last thing, I was going to ask you about Shane Bieber, who gets a lot of swinging strikes on the curveball. Is there any pitch that you want to try to take away from him? Just the balls that are just off the plate. I mean, it's not that easy with how hard he throws in the breaking ball. But he he toys with the strike zone, and he's got electric stuff. And when he can do that, it entices the hitter to get outside the strike zone a little bit. He wins when you swing uh, just off the plate. So you really got to make sure he's over, um, not necessarily the heart of the plate, but the the good portion of the plate before you attack the ball. All right, AJ, good luck. You got Sparky. with more Astro Lunch right after this. Bring the family and friends out to Astros games on Tuesdays for baseball and hot dogs. Have as many as you can handle. They're only a dollar. Come take it back with the Astros. Always just a buck every Tuesday home game. Dollar Dogs presented by Nolan Ryan B. Get your tickets now at astros.com slash dollar dogs. Welcome back, Robert Ford, joined by Wade Miley. A couple of wins your, your last couple of times out and been pitching pretty well. You know, you get to the, this point in the season, a lot of times can be a bit of a drag once you get to late July. How are you feeling right now? I feel all right. I feel, um, I feel good enough. Um, hoping to just continue to go out when it's my turn to pitch and just um, try to put us in a position to, to win a game. Now, Tuesday, a couple of starts ago at home against Oakland, pitched a, a really good ball game perfect for the first 16 batters pitched into the ninth inning in a situation like that where you've gone that long without allowing a base runner is that something you're aware of is it something you're thinking of I think, I think I think you know about it um, but at the same time um, I don't get caught up trying to do it I just try to go out there and just get quick outs if it happens it happens um, but at the same time I mean before I would I feel like I'd get any added pressure I'd have to get to like the eighth inning or something like that before I'd have to really I guess turn the page to trying to mm-hmm. figure out how to get six outs. But I was just trying to just get this back in the dugout, and uh, that's about it. You get through eighth innings. You find out you're going out for the ninth. What was your thought at that point? Because it had been a little while since you had pitched that deep into a game. I was just trying to go back out and, and execute pitches. Um was a little less aggressive than I wanted to be to uh, Simeon right there. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that walks a whole lot, and um, I nibbled too much, uh, especially with the two-run game. I should have went right at him and attacked him, and I didn't, and then, Made some pretty good pitches to Chapman, and he um, he got the single. And I mean, it, it was unfortunate that I had to bring we had to bring Ozen in that situation. Um, I wish I could have got those outs. But bounce back had a really good outing your last time out on on Sunday uh, against the Cardinals, uh, a lineup that can be pretty t- tough to pitch to as well. 
Yeah, they made me battle, no doubt. Um, and it was like the game in Oakland. It's just, it's just a, you might have one or two of those a year where you feel like everything you're throwing goes where it wants right. to. And um, yeah, it was, it was a little more of a grind. Wasn't commanding the ball in St. Louis the other day. Was 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 able to battle. Stas was um, was huge for me back there. Defense made some really good plays and um, was able to hold on to a lead. Now you mentioned you only have a handful of games like the one you had against Oakland, where where everything's going where you want it to. When do you know you're you're having a game like that? Is it coming out of the bullpen? Is it the first inning? When do you know? It's kind of you get in the flow of the game. You kind of get in the flow of the game, see how things are happening, see how the other teams approaching you, and then um, obviously the location of your pitches. And that, that was one thing that stood out. I was locating four pitches um, early on in the game, and um, it was I knew it was could potentially be a fun one. Now. Obviously, your cutter has been a big pitch for you the last couple of years, but as this season has progressed, you've seen you use the elevated fastball a little bit more and, and mix your pitches. Has that been a point of emphasis so that you don't have to rely as much on one pitch? Um, not necessarily so I don't have to rely on it. it just gives, it's just more options. It's it's more – I mean, I, I think I threw a lot of cutters my last start in St. Louis. I think 50 or 60 of them out of the 90 pitches I threw were cutters. And, and it just – I mean, all the other stuff just helps – make that pitch better and that pitch makes all the other pitches better because I mean I mean hitters know I'm coming in like in a crowd righties and um, just makes the change up better makes the four seamer up better so it's uh it's been fun how much fun is it being in this rotation and getting to watch all these guys go out every fifth day it's great it's great this whole team just being able to watch you never know what you're going to get day in and day out um I mean talking about no hitters and cool stuff like that I feel like there's a chance to see that every night out. Two of our guys, we run out there, and then offensively, we can explode any time. And that makes a difference for a pitcher, doesn't it? When you know you have a lineup that's going to get some runs, maybe you give up a run or two early, you, you feel pretty confident that that's not going to hold up. Absolutely. I mean, I, I said it earlier on, but in spring training, talking to Springer, one thing that stuck out to me is just, like, just keep us in the game. Just keep us in the game and uh, give us a chance. And uh, for the most part this year, I mean, they, they've taken care of me. All right, Wade Miley, thanks for joining us. Yep, thank you. Back with more of Astro Launch right after this. It's Hall of Fame weekend presented by Houston Methodist. Friday, August 2nd, all fans will receive a replica Nolan Ryan rainbow shoulder jersey. Saturday, the inaugural Astros Hall of Fame class will be inducted. And 10,000 fans will receive a replica Astros Hall of Fame plaque monument. Get here early Sunday for an alumni home run derby. 10,000 fans will receive a replica Astros Hall of Fame jacket statue. Celebrate history during Hall of Fame weekend presented by Houston Methodist. For tickets, visit astros.com slash hall of fame. Joe Morgan grew up in Bonham, Texas. At age 19, he attracted little interest from major league clubs. His 5'7 stature did not prevent the Colt 45s from offering him a pro contract in 1962, but his perseverance was vital in order to reach the major leagues quickly. In 1962, 63, Morgan was in the all-rookie lineup for the Colt 45 September 27th at age 19. He cracked the starting lineup permanently in 1965, leading the National League in walks with 97 and scoring 100 runs on his way to the Sporting News Rookie of the Year award. Speed was his game at that time. The power came later. Gene Elston described a Morgan stolen base in 1965, the first of 14 seasons with at least 20 steals. John Kennedy comes out to have a few words with Drysdale. A two-out single by Morgan, a ground ball into right field. has put a runner on for Houston. Here's Lee May. 
Left-handed batter and Drysdale's look over to first. Morgan breaks on the first pitch. Roseboro's throw, not in time. Steal of second, his second tonight. As Joe told Robert Ford, his first year in the majors was the most important for his confidence. Well, being a small guy as I was, you know, it was always skepticism. So I was never convinced until I finished my first year. And I proved that I could play every day because that was one of the things back in the day. I was 5'7", 150 pounds. And I played 90 straight games my rookie year. And after that, they didn't question me anymore about whether I could, you know, understand the rigors of a whole season. So I, I was convinced then I was a big leaguer, and all I wanted to do was get better. Everybody thinks, you know, after I got to Cincinnati, I became a good player and blah, blah, blah. Well, I learned how to play baseball in Houston. They taught me there. I had great, great instructors. Bob Lillis, who was manager there after a while. Uh, Eddie Casco, Joe Gaines. Nellie Fox was my favorite. I idolized Nellie Fox when I was a kid and Jackie Robinson. Those were my two heroes. And then I, want, I don't want to forget Walt Bond and Lee May. Those guys taught me how to play the game. And by the time I got to Cincinnati, I already knew how to play. I just came to a team that all of my skills blended in well with some great players, you know, Bench, Rose, Perez, Foster, Griffey, all those guys. And the things that I did worked in so well, but I knew how to play when I got here. And so I want to make that point. I learned how to be a baseball player in Houston. Little Joe became the first position player with the Astros to make an all-star team in 1966. He reached the 40 stolen base plateau in 1969, 70, and 71, but that wasn't enough to keep him in Houston. He was traded to Cincinnati in the winter of 1971 in one of the worst trades the Astros ever made. He had as many as 15 home runs and as many as 53 RBI in a single season at Houston from 1963 to 71, but he hadn't blossomed yet as a hitter. Tutored by Hall of Famer-to-be Nellie Fox on the nuances of playing second base, Morgan later became a far better player than Fox. He joined the Big Red Machine in 1972 and fit in perfectly with that dynamic offense. In his back-to-back MVP seasons of 1975 and 76, Little Joe totaled 44 homers, 205 RBI, 220 runs scored, 120 steals, 246 walks, and only 93 strikeouts in those two MVP seasons. In addition to Morgan, the Reds obtained Jack Billingham, Cesar Geronimo, Ed Armbrister, and Dennis Menke for Lee May, Jimmy Stewart, and Tommy Helms. Billingham became a consistent winner for Cincinnati. Geronimo turned into a gold glover who was a pesky eighth-place hitter. Menke was a consistent hitting threat. For the Astros, May delivered big numbers, but GM Speck Richardson had to live with being beaten often by the players he traded away in that deal. Morgan returned to Houston as a free agent in 1980, contributing to a playoff team by leading the league in walks for the fourth time with 93. Gene Elston linked a Morgan walk to a Lou Gehrig milestone. Here's the windup by Lee and the 3-0 pitch to Morgan. There's ball four. Well, he just tied Lou Gehrig. Boy, there's a name right there that you like to be associated with in baseball. 1,508 walks for Morgan during his career. Tied for ninth place on the all-time bases on balls list now with Gary. Morgan's OPS plus number was 120 for his 10 seasons in Houston. He stole 219 bases and scored 597 runs. He did strike a blow against his former Reds teammates when the Astros were on their way to the title in 1980. One ball and no strikes on Morgan here in the top of the seventh. They're defensing Morgan uh, pretty well all over the place. Uh, Foster a little bit over to the left side and and Griffey pulling him a little bit in right. And Collins straight away in center field. Call strike. Morgan looks at one uh, right around the knees on the outside one and one. Two outs here in the seventh. Dave Bergman on second base. 
One ball, one strike pitch by Pastore. Long drive to right. All the way to the fence on that one, and that's gone. Home run. Joe Morgan, the Astros lead it 4-2. to two. Morgan was inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in 1990, and he joins the Astros Hall of Fame in 2019, presented by Houston Methodist. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy if we grind together we can take it back our team and our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back for tickets go to astros.com tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS